You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Mizzou That's Who. Your Missouri Tigers are 7-1 after a 34-12 victory over the South Carolina Gamecocks in front of a sold-out crowd on homecoming. I'm Tucker Franklin here, going to take you through this game on the Mizzou That's Who postgame show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you guys uh, listening in to what we got cooking for you here at KC Sports Network. This is your home for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. We're going to do a little something extra Going into the bye week here with uh, with a, a huge win over South Carolina on homecoming, as I mentioned. We'll get to voicemails later. If you don't follow me on Twitter, at Tucker D. Franklin, we're going to be doing something uh, I think that could be really fun. Uh, I've got a little link that I tweet out. It's a SpeakPipe link, speakpipe.com slash Mizzou, that's who, where you can go and leave a voicemail. You can leave a voice recording for me to listen to, uh, kind of like a call-in show type deal. But we're not doing it live. I don't have the infrastructure for a call-in show. This is a good way to kind of uh, kind of bare bones call-in show, if you will, if you will, on this one. But uh, we'll I'll take your voicemails. We'll hear from your voicemails later after I give you kind of a, a run through of the game, give you my thoughts on uh, everything that went down for the Missouri Tigers on homecoming again, thirty-four to twelve win over the Gamecocks. Very good game. Very good victory. Solid game. Missouri did what they were supposed to do. Took care of business against a, uh, a South Carolina team that's kind of reeling right now. In terms of uh, just uh, with injuries, their offensive line is looking not great. Mizzou exploited that a lot more. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Spencer Radler has been playing pretty well this season. Didn't play very well on uh, Saturday as uh, Missouri's defense was able to kind of get uh, kind of get him uh, out of his comfort zone. Uh, his number one weapon, uh, Xavier Leggett, not playing very much in that game. Left in the first half uh, with an upper body injury. And uh, yeah, uh, overall very solid win. Uh, but let's let's talk about it for this fifth straight win over the Gamecocks. As Mizzou scores 14 points in the first, 10 in the second, none in the third, and 10 in the fourth. I want to talk about that none in the third here uh, a little later. Brady Cook going 14 of 24 with 198 yards through the air and one touchdown pass to Luther Burden. An incredible catch there by Luther Burden. Uh, Cody Schrader, maybe one of the bigger stories of the day, 26 carries, 159 yards, two touchdowns on the day, 159 yards for Cody Schrader on the ground. Missouri opened this game um, hot. They were hot. The uh, 24 unanswered points for the Tigers, a super impressive offensive output. After going in three and out on the first drive, uh, South Carolina misses a 51-yard field goal. The Missouri goes touchdown, touchdown. Uh, and touchdown, three straight touchdowns to uh, start off uh, the game. Pretty impressive when it came to that. They even went uh, with a field goal there afterwards too to make it to the to the twenty four points. But uh, they went punt, touchdown, 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 field goal. Uh, just before the end of the half, there they did allow South Carolina to sneak a field goal in uh, just before halftime. But that's all South Carolina gets is they get uh, field goals on the day. Again, another impressive showing from the Missouri uh, defense as trying to flex their muscles a little bit. But the South Carolina team that I did mention is reeling a little bit from injuries. Offensive line, not the best offensive line that the Missouri Tigers will face in the uh, in this in the season this year, but uh, super impressive uh, by them. I, I want to now let's move on to talk about something that might not be. As fun to talk about as Missouri does come out uh, at the end of 
at the beginning, I should say, of the second half, and doesn't look all that well. Uh, South Carolina comes out, they drive the field, 10 plays, 54 yards in about four minutes, and they get a field goal to add three points to their 24-6. to six. Uh, Missouri then turns the ball over on downs. Now that's kind of deceiving because Luke, ba- Luke Bauer uh, did just drop the, the snap to the punt. Uh, that was kind of tough. Um, we started to see the Missouri offense in the third quarter go a little, I think I tweeted out the word anemic. Uh, when it came to it, but I think that they were they were really playing like they were up by 31, 40 points. It looked like they were trying to milk the clock already. It looked a little bit like the uh, the South Dakota game, probably. Uh, maybe Middle Tennessee a little bit, where they just got a little too vanilla. And I understand. I understand why they did. That makes sense. They were trying to milk the clock, trying to run some of this out. They're up 24 to 6. Um, and the defense have been playing well, so it's not like the offense needed to pull all the tricks out of the bag, right? Especially with the bye week coming up with um, Georgia, one of the biggest games in Missouri history, which we'll talk about here in a little bit coming up. I think that I understand why they did it. I do. I really do understand. But uh, the third quarter was not very kind uh, to the Missouri Tigers. As they do get a field goal at the beginning of the uh, the fourth quarter, but no points in the third quarter. The two drives that they had, turnover on downs, as I mentioned, the one that... um was dropped by the snap drop by Luke Bauer. Then they had a punt, a three-and-out punt uh, to South Carolina. And South Carolina, uh, thankfully, after that punt that they had, that Missouri had, they were able to force uh, South Carolina to a three-and-out punt. Um, huge sack by Darius Robinson uh, on that one. And, and the punt was the punt was a big, big punt from uh, Luke Bauer there, if I do remember correctly, to kind of pin them back a little bit deeper um, than, than what they would have got the ball at uh, if otherwise. So... Huge stop by Missouri's defense. Again, only allowing field goals is pretty impressive, especially to Spencer Rather, who has been playing pretty well this year. Um, and no, he doesn't. I should mention again, he doesn't have his number one weapon, Xavier Leggett, a guy who's probably going to the NFL draft, I would assume. He's a he's a very good talent. Didn't have him for this game, uh, but Missouri able to save and stand pretty firm, even though they don't score any points in the third. In the fourth quarter, they do get 10 points. And I think one of the biggest... Um, the biggest sequences of this game was with about six and a half minutes left in this game. Missouri uh, punts the ball back to South Carolina. They're down or they're up 27 to 12. South Carolina has the ball at their two yard line. All right. So Luke Bauer pins them deep. South Carolina has the ball at the two yard line. They get that big run and they get a false start. Spencer Rattler gets a little bit of a run there. Spencer Rattler gets a first down. Spencer Rattler just said, fine, I'm going to do it myself. First down, first down and 10. Six, six minutes, 20 seconds left in the game. Spencer Rattler drops back, and he throws a pick to Jalen Carlisle uh, with uh, with about 6.20 left in the game. That was huge. Uh, Missouri needed a stop at that point because it kind of felt like, while it didn't feel like South Carolina was ever in the game, they were making it interesting, right? Like a touchdown on that drive would have made it pretty, it would have made it like, okay, onside kick, get the ball back, you score a touchdown. And then we got to we got to score quickly again. So it would have been like one of those things where you start to do the math a little bit more if they would have got a touchdown. Um, in this game, I didn't really do the math all that much because I was pretty comfortable. And if they score a touchdown there, you're thinking, okay, well, you got to start adding stuff up. You got to start going, okay, two point conversion gets you here, onside kick, they get the ball, and then you can you can recover and they will throw a hail mary. And then they do this. And then if they get a field goal here, then they could do another onside kick. You start doing a lot of logic puzzles, I guess you could say, in terms of how South Carolina can go back and how South Carolina can win. 
uh, the game. But I think the even better part, other than the interception, the interception was huge to get the ball back in the hands of the Missouri offense. Missouri offense said, all right, we'll take it from here as they put together a nine-play, 67 yards, three-minute, 34-second drive with uh, basically this Cody Strader drive as they uh, they give him the rock on that. He ends that drive in a touchdown. He ran the ball very well all day. Obviously, if you have 159 yards, you're going to run the ball all day. Uh, pretty good. Two touchdowns for him on the ground as well. Uh, Cody Schrader's the best. He he's having he's having a very good season. He's probably the best running back you've never heard of. I know if you guys are Mizzou fans, listen to this. I said the same thing about Chris Abrams Drain on Twitter. Uh, he's the best quarterback you've never heard of. But I know you guys have heard of him. Uh, both of those guys. But I just I feel like they're not getting a whole lot of attention for what they've been doing this year. Uh, both of those guys impressively good. Uh, we'll we'll talk about those a little bit more with some of the voicemails that we got in here. Uh, on the post game show, but I think that was kind of the biggest kind of turning point of the game. Is like okay, they kind of put the game away here with this uh, with that touchdown drive from Cody Strader, basically getting let's see here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven carries on that drive. Seven carries out of the nine plays were <laughs> were Cody Strader run plays. One was a pass to Luther Burden. One was a Brady Cook run. So those are where your other two plays are coming from there. Seven of the nine plays, Cody Schrader runs. So super impressive there. They then force South Carolina to turn over on downs. And then that's the end of the game. Uh, Missouri gets the ball back, 34-12. Homecoming victory, sold-out capacity crowd. Great crowd out there uh, in, in, in Columbia. Looked like a great place to be. Unfortunately, I was unable to be there, but I wanted to be there as well. As Missouri now has the bye week, as I mentioned. Right, let's go ahead and get to the voicemails. But before we get to the voicemails, I got to tell you about our friends at homefieldapparel.com. Listen, they've got the best college merchandise, whether it's the Missouri Tigers. Uh, listen, I, they've got one of the best hoodies that I've got. It's a very comfortable hoodie. They've got great Missouri designs from Sailor Tiger to uh, Baseball Tiger, Truman Duncan of Basketball. Anything you could want, they got it. I love Home Field Apparel so much, not only for their Missouri collection, but for their collection of every other school. They got a great Idaho collection that just dropped, the Campbell Camels. Uh, they got collections there. Uh, the smaller schools that you want to support, Tulane has a huge collection there, too. Some really cool stuff uh, for the Green Wave. So make sure to go check them out. Over 150 colleges. Over 150 colleges for the folks at homefieldapparel.com. Doing great stuff there. Putting out some great shirts. Some great hoodies, some great bomber jackets. Just had a new bomber jacket release as well. No Missouri one in this one, but they did have uh, some Mizzou or some, some new bomber jackets, I should say. But go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com code KCSN23 gives you 15% off your first order if you have not ordered from Homefield Apparel yet. We're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be back with voicemails after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Let's go ahead and get to uh, to some of these voicemails here. Let's first start with Old Ball Coach. Old Ball Coach sending us in a voicemail here. What do you got to say? Cody Schrader, 159 yards, two touchdowns on a hurt quad and a broken foot lodged somewhere in South Carolina's ass, M-I-Z. Z-O-U, shout out to the old ball coach for sending us that one. And yeah, again, let's talk about Cody Schrader a little bit more because if you look at the this, the NCAA statistics, he's a top 10 rusher in terms of the NCAA, number two, I believe, in the SEC. Uh, number one, actually, now. Uh, he passes Ray Davis, who had 781 yards. Cody Schrader on the year has 807 Cody Schrader, number nine in the country, just behind Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State, who has 816 yards. Listen, he's been he's it's been a super impressive year, a super impressive path for Cody Schrader coming from D2, uh, Truman State, being the dog that he was at Truman State for them helped really make them uh, a really put, put put together a really good season for Truman State up there at Division Two in Kirksville. Transfers as a walk on to Missouri. And then basically wins the job. Uh, super impressive uh, what he's been able to do. And, and I think a really big part of it, too, not to take away from anything Cody Schrader's done, the offensive line has been a whole lot better as well this year, which has really helped in the run game, uh, too. Having those guys in there and, and seeing how they've gelled, it's helped in the pass game, it's helped in, the, helped in the run game, but the offensive line being a whole lot better. That's helped Cody Schrader get to out to a 807 yards already this season um, with several games left to play already. Uh, but uh, looking at the uh, looking at the schedule, which we'll do a little bit more here in a minute, they've got uh, they've got some tough teams coming up. They still got the meat of the schedule up ahead of them. But uh, Cody Schrader been very impressive 
this year in terms of uh, just running the rock. Missouri's been pretty impressive this year in terms of just running the football, I think, as well. I don't know if if you would have told me coming into the season that they would have been a pretty efficient running team, that I don't know if I would have been shocked by that. But I, I think that to see them be able to be efficient and to be productive on the ground, it really opens things up for Brady to to cook like he does to Luther, to Theo Weiss coming out of here. And Mookie Cooper has been playing really well. Um, all the receivers have been playing super well, because of the run game being as respectable as it is be uh, needs to be, they're not one dimensional, and I think that's what makes this this offense so good. Is that like Brady can run the ball, Cody Schrader obviously can run the ball. Um, they they've got all kinds of weapons on the wide receiver room. Listen, L- Luther can run the ball. We've seen Luther take uh, take some snaps at a not necessarily a running back, but some rushing snaps that he's he's had as well. You know, is it looking at just like the the stat sheet? You got Cody Schrader, Luther Burden, Brady Cook, and Luke Bauer had a rush just because of the ball fell on the fumble. Uh, but your three main guys, you, Nate P didn't get a snap in this game. Cody Schrader, Brady Cook, Luther Burden. Luther Burden had three carries. Brady Cook had nine carries, twenty six carries. That's that is a workload for Cody Schrader. Obviously, that heightens up a little bit with just the the state of where the game was at. Right, uh, you know, leading twenty four to nothing before the half will make you run the ball a whole lot more. So that makes sense why Cody Trader had a lot more touches. Um, but still averaging 6.1 yards per carry, 26 carries, 159 yards. I want to say that again because that's an impressive day at the office uh, for Cody Trader. He's not going to get the same pub that Ray Davis does, right? I know Ray Davis had an insane game, but he's just I, for some reason, Cody Trader's not going to get the same pub about this game as uh, maybe a Ray Davis would or uh, really, I'll just look at the list here. Uh, Taz Brooks, uh, Ollie Gordon. I mean, the, there's some guys here that you're looking at. Audric Estime, I think uh, another guy who's uh, who's pretty good for Notre Dame there. Um, he's in there with some pretty solid guys. Jonathan Brooks just ahead of him at 825 yards. Uh, Amadi Bailey for TCU up at number six. So there, he's in some pretty good company when it comes to uh, rushing yard leaders. And he's he's been very good this year in terms of, uh, of productivity on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, for the Missouri Tigers, so very excited to see him get where he's going. There's some, there were some really good stories that were done of him going back to St. Louis and everything, playing in St. Louis and what it means to him. Uh, St. Louis kids are showing out for this Missouri offense. Uh, it's been really a big part of the Missouri offense, has been these kids from St. Louis when it comes to Brady Cook, Cody Schrader, Luther Burden. I mean, it's been big. It's been big. All right, let's go to the uh, next voicemail here. This one is from Colin. Colin, what do you got for us? M-I-Z. Burden, a dog. Cook, a dog. Abram Strain, a dog. Yingling, a dog. Love you, Gabe. Love you, Tuck. Z-O-U. I appreciate the enthusiasm, Colin. M-I-Z-Z-O-U, indeed. All right, let's talk about Brady Cook a little bit. Because Brady Cook right now is sixth in passing yards in the NCAA. If I told you that at the beginning of the season, you probably would have thought I was crazy. Um, looking that up, he's just behind Caleb Williams, who has uh, has 2,277. Brady Cook has 2,252. He's ahead of Drake May. Who Drake May didn't might not have had the best game against Virginia, but still, Brady Cook ahead of a Heisman candidate in Drake May just behind the former Heisman winner in Caleb Williams, 
uh, a little ways behind Shadur Sanders, who's at his 24,000. There's a little bit of a gap there from four to five between Shadur Sanders and Caleb Williams. But Brady Cook, right in the pack of like uh, Cam Ward has 22.17 at number eight, Drake May 22.49, uh, Brady Cook 22.52, and then Caleb Williams 22.77. So Brady Cook, obviously uh, a big year for Brady. It's it's been uh it's been a I don't really need to say it because you guys already know listen to the podcast it's been uh kind of an up and down career for Brady Cook in in Missouri I'm glad that he's finally getting the the time and the place to show what he can do in the Missouri Tigers office I'm glad that the team is working the the the, the offense is humming with him at the helm I think that that is uh it's super cool it, it's super cool to see all of that work out. In terms of that, J- Brady Cook just behind Jaden Daniels uh, in the SEC for for uh, res- for passing yards, but Jaden Daniels is number two in the country behind Michael Penix. Um, it's been a it's been an impressive year for Brady Cook. Not only has it been his uh, passing ability to get the receivers involved, the receivers seem to really trust him. He's been getting his his legs working too. Like that's when Brady Cook is really cooking. It's when he can run the football. Like that is that has been one of the things that I've noticed about the the game. And I think we've talked about it on the Mizzou That's Who podcast. Is that when Brady Cook is really rolling, he's running the football. Like he they can use his legs as a threat. It's been good. Now he kind of had to at the end of last year a little bit more because Cody Strader wasn't quite to Cody Strader right now. Nate Pete was still uh, a little up in the air too in terms of that running back split. So they didn't have a whole lot to like rely on when it came to that but when Brady Cook last year really started to turn it on it was because he was running the football it was because he was uh using his legs out in space and like I mentioned nine carries for uh for Brady 64 yards he does have a rushing touchdown on the day they like to run those like uh quarterback almost like quarterback power almost uh that, that they run a little bit I'll have to go back and look at the the blocking scheme on it a little bit more but these design quarterback runs that they have for Brady are effective in in certain situations. Sometimes I you know I don't love the situations that they do call them in, but nevertheless, uh, he is effective on the ground, and that's and that's been uh, really good. I want to talk about Chris Abrams' drain too, is that uh, Colin brings up because as I mentioned, he <laughs> man he's he's been incredible when it comes to just his performance on the field. He has the most pass breakups in the country second most in pass breakups per game. I don't understand. Gabe Yerman has said this too on, on our podcast. I don't know why they keep throwing to him. He was just named uh, to the Bedna- Bednark, I think is how you say it, uh, award watch list uh, this uh, just, just before this game. He was a mid-season first team All-American by the AP and other outlets too. I mean, this dude has been really good this year, and, and it's great to see this too. You love to see this for a guy who chooses to come back. For a guy who could have went to the draft and could have been a day two pick last year, he could have made made himself some pretty decent money last year when it when it came to the draft. But he chose to stay at home. He chose to stay back at at, at Missouri and come back, and he has proven himself even more. What I find disrespectful, probably, is a good way to put it. I think uh, is I go to look him up and at some of these uh, draft outlets, and they don't you don't even see him on the big board. I don't, I don't see him on the big board there. But again, I mean, 13, 14 pass defense now is tied, uh, is the most in the FBS. 
and he has four interceptions. Like he's he's been incredible in terms of uh, just being a leader on that defensive side of the ball, and with the secondary that is it's got some age in it, but a secondary that has played very well this year outside of, you know, you know, I won't even say that. I think they played well against LSU. Malik Neighbors is just a dog. Jaden Daniels is just a dog. Like Those guys are going to get you. And I, I think that they're, they're really talented. And I don't think that that game should be any indication of this Missouri team, but I just think that they just got got. And sometimes you just get got, and sometimes you put your hand up. But I think Chris Abrams train, uh, a guy that needs to be talked about more when it comes to uh, it comes to all this stuff because man he has been he's been incredible he's he's been really good uh, for this Missouri team and I think he deserves more credit more buzz in the draft I wouldn't be surprised if he goes second round truthfully in terms of uh, where he, he he'll slot him in the NFL draft we'll see him playing on Sundays I guarantee it um, and he will be uh, good for years to come all right let's get to the uh, the next voicemail here that we have this one is from Zach Zach. We got for us, buddy. As you know, Tucker, I've hopped on the Mizzou bandwagon this year. And I said last week to you that I thought Mizzou was going to beat Georgia. And that was probably just more based on vibes than anything. But now I feel like it really could happen. Defense is clicking at the right time. Offense was clicking when Luther was healthy. Now they got a bye week. I could see it happening. I really think I'm going to pick it in two weeks. Zach going out on a uh, on a limb there when it comes to the uh, Missouri Tigers. Let's go ahead and look ahead to the schedule, right? Because I, I talked about this earlier on the podcast. They've got some they've got some meat still on their schedule. Obviously, number one Georgia coming up after the bye week, so Missouri's going to have that bye week. Will Brock Bowers play? I don't know. That could be it. That could be an interesting one. And is that enough for uh, Missouri's defense to be able to kind of hone in on Georgia, who I believe has been the number one scoring offense in the country? I'll double check on that. Uh, but uh, no, they're down to number seven now uh, in terms of, of offense uh, output for the Georgia Bulldogs. Could they play spoiler? They got to go on the road to Athens. A lot of stuff stacked up against their favor, but they do are coming off of a bye week, so that is uh, that is huge for them. Uh, the I'll, That's definitely going to be an interesting one. Uh, I'll have to marinate that on that a little bit more. Can they beat them? Sure. I think Missouri can beat them. They can come in and play some spoiler. But I don't think Georgia's going to take Missouri lightly. Missouri was the closest game Georgia played all season last year. So it's going to be going to be a tough one, uh, obviously. Captain Obvious here checking into the podcast. But uh, if it does happen, man, that could be the biggest victory in Missouri history. I don't think that's too far out there to say that. Um, against number one Georgia, who's won back-to-back national titles for essentially what could be the SEC East title right there going on in Athens on November the 4th could could be a very monumental game. The next week after that, they host Tennessee on a Veterans Day. Tennessee coming off of a game this week, at least, where they had it in hand against Alabama, and then they just kind of let it all fall apart. So I'm not really sure how I feel about Tennessee. Like, that's a weird one to me, too. That's Tennessee at home as well for Missouri. I don't think Tennessee is as good as 17. Like I think I think Missouri's better than Tennessee, truthfully. I really do. But I don't know what Tennessee team is going to show up. With them being on the road in Missouri, I like Missouri's chances in that one, truthfully. Uh with just the way that the offense that that Josh Heupel's running there just doesn't it's not it's not working. 
Like it, it's it's just such an anti-Josh Heupel offense. They're running the football. They're playing good defense. That's not how Josh Heupel's teams are built. So very interesting to see how Tennessee will be coming up in a, I guess it's now three weeks with the bye week mixed in. Then you got Florida. Then you're hosting Florida. You got back-to-back home games, hosting Tennessee, then hosting Florida. I think Florida, I've been on record to say I don't think Florida's good. Like, I, I'm not, a, I, I don't understand the hype around Florida. They're unranked, obviously, right now at the time of recording this podcast. But I don't think they're, I don't think they're good. So, I think they handle they handle Florida. I think they handle Tennessee. And listen, I said it last week on the Missoula 2 podcast, they're going to Arkansas. I think Arkansas is a bad football team. I don't think that they're good. Um, they've got some good players, but that doesn't mean they're a good football team. They just lost seven to three to old or Mississippi State, excuse me. Seven to three. I'm let that one soak in for you a little bit. Seven to three in 2023, they lost that game seven to three. Um I like to think of Missouri's better than Mississippi State. I know it's a rivalry game, they'll probably get up for it, but I just don't know how I can see Arkansas winning that game. So realistically. Let's on the downside. You're looking at one loss to Georgia. If you want to be, if you kind of want to be negative here, one loss to Georgia, that'll put you at uh, what ten and two. If they win out after Georgia, beating Tennessee, beating Florida, beating Arkansas, put you yeah, I'll put you at ten and two. Be a pretty darn good year for Ole Eli Drinkwitz and company. You're looking at that. I think nine and three is probably the one. If they don't get to nine and three, I'll be disappointed. I said that on last week's podcast. I think I'm still there. I think I'm still there. Nine and three is probably the minimum I want to see. Uh, dropping two games out of Georgia and Tennessee. If you drop both Georgia and Tennessee, beat Florida, Arkansas, fine. That bit. Okay. But I think they can play spoiler at one point. I, I really do think, I'm um, with Zach, that they can kind of give Georgia a run for their money. I don't think Georgia's going to take the game lightly. Like I mentioned, I don't think they're going to take it lightly. Uh, but it's going to be a very interesting one. Tennessee coming up as well. Uh, I'm not. I'm not buying the Tennessee hype. I'm not buying it. Uh, Florida and Arkansas. I don't think are good football teams. They should be able to beat those two guys. So nine and three, the bare minimum. Uh, seven and one right now. Missouri Tigers going into their bye week. Whew. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I, they could be too. I mean, you talk about that LSU game. A couple things go their way. They don't. Brady Cook doesn't throw an interception. That's kind of start the inter. We'll play the what if game a little bit here, but um, yeah, been a good start for uh, for the Missouri Tigers. I want to end on this one voicemail that we got here from uh, Whiskey Rich. We're gonna end on a high note, end on some energy here from from a Whis- Whiskey Rich. What you got for us? What it do, y'all? I'm just calling. They say, can we get a big old M I Z in the chat? Let's go. I'm still pumped. This one in the morning. Everybody, y'all enjoy y'all day. Big shout out to Whiskey Rich there, ending us on a high note. Z-O-U right back to you, and we appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end of this uh, Mizzou postgame show here on KC Sports. Let's know what you think about it. Uh, I'll be doing some of these, maybe have some guests on with me every now and again, too, as we uh, get you ready for what could be a historic Missouri football season. So appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end. Got to give another shout-out to our friends at Home Field Apparel. Go check them out, homefieldapparel.com. You can uh, get 15% off your first order with, with code KCSN23. If you haven't ordered from Home Field Apparel yet, number one, what are you doing? Number two, you can give you 15% off with code KCSN23 at homefieldapparel.com. That's going to do it for me, Tucker Franklin. I will be back uh, very soon with another episode of Mizzou. That's who we got something cool cooking for you there. We're going to talk a little basketball in the bye week and might have a little something else for you too as well. So 
For Tucker Franklin, that's myself. I will uh, talk to you guys next time.